right? Let's go! Welcome to Dragon Age Off the Record, episode 13. Unlucky 13. It's already unlucky because Road here is being an ass. I, you say that like it's something new. I know. Well, I hope every time that you're going to be nice. <laughs> Hello, I'm Liz. This is Rode, who won't give his real name because he's a jerk. This is episode 13, Dragon Age Off the Record. Yay, we are going to do spoilers. Can you say it like that? Spoilers. That was so sexy, my pants are off. Wow. Do it again. Spoilers. That's weird even for me. It is weird for me because I'm a little turned on. No, I'm kidding. I'm I'm married, (laughs) ma'am. Yes, we're going full spoilers because as of now, people have played through this game. Now, a lot of people got it for Christmas. Yay, you got it for Christmas. Hurry up and catch up to us because we're tired of tiptoeing around. We're going to take you through the first uh, half, maybe third of the game. Um, I don't know. The, the, The location you told me about how far we're going. That's like two-thirds through the game. Okay, by the way, I've also had like three handfuls of chocolate cover and espresso brains today, so I'm really hyper. So, <laughs> Rhodes here to calm me down. Yeah, good luck on that. We basically gave you the beginning. We gave you Haven. We gave you the the base of this game. It's all about the base. We're going to go through the story. Yay, story. Where do we leave? Do you remember where we left off about Haven and all that junk? Or can you sum it up in a sentence or two? Haven's the place where you start after all the stuff explodes, and then you have the green thing on your hand. That's Haven. No, we didn't go into the Dark One. Ooh, giggity. I think, honestly, that would be a good place to end an endpoint, because I think the Fall of Haven would be a good endpoint. Oh, I thought we went through all that. Then we can do this one all spoilery. Oh, okay. Okay. So let's get on with it, because you need to get out and go have a date with your wife, don't you? I do, yes. We talked about this before, how you wake up in prison, just like Skyrim, and Oblivion, and Elder Scrolls. (laughs) (laughs) And this game, and this game, and this game. And all of the games! You wake up there, Cassandra's there, she's pissed, Liliana's there, she's not as pissed, and then there's there's the guy, as Mike Laidlaw had described it, Father Rodriguez, or whatever it is. Roderick? Roderick. Roderick. Yeah, you, you meet him on the way up to the uh, the first fade portal. Yeah, that's right. We did. I think. Do we only go as far as the first fade, like fade uh, mission? We gave very, very uh, vague things. I know you told me that that if I choose to go one way, I could meet Colin, which is absolutely true. That's right. I remember. Yeah, that's right. We did. We just went as far as the actual uh, the rift. Right, and we, then we talked about the different kinds of companions you can get. Yes, but this Father Rodriguez was, now I'm going to call him that from now on. I just I just made him ethnic for no reason. <laughs> Roderick. Uh, Roderick. Yeah, he is the guy that Mike Ligalaw says is like the guy in Ghostbusters, the redheaded guy that wants to shut everything down. They had to have that kind of character, so yep. they added him in. I thought that was great. <laughs> And so now every time I see I like that, it. I think of Ghostbusters. Because later on, you you find out Roderick is not really that much of a dick. He's very devout. Extremely devout. Literally to a fault. That is what is amazing about a lot of these characters to me. And we talked about this with Gator. A lot of bad guys don't really think they're bad. And he wasn't really thinking he was bad either. That's why I find these characters so compelling. Well, and he really wasn't a bad guy either was the yeah. thing. He's he's an, an antagonist to your protagonist for a very small part of the game. Yeah, you forget about him after a while. But he was never a bad guy. He's just 
he's another good guy that happens to be opposed to what you're doing. He's also, like you said before, a glorified secretary, but he's not that big of a part of the game. On the way to this Haven place, you also meet Solus and Varric. Varric yep. looking very stern and bushy. And Solus... Looking very bald. Looking very, very bald. He is, he's got nice lips. Like but he's lips. very bald. That's okay. And he purses them a lot, especially when tea is involved. He does! <laughs> he does not like tea. But he knows it's good for him. He is not a fan of the tea. Uh, let's see, what's it? The Frozen Road, Frozen Creek, Temple, Pride Demon. Pride Demon. That's the yep. first big boss you're going to come up against. And a lot of people were having trouble with the Pride Demon. Which is hilarious. What? I got my ass whooped, at least when I saw it in California. I didn't know what was going on. I had told you before that I thought Barrier was you know, a different kind of spell because I'm too lazy to look it up. So I was casting it, and I was like, it's the only other spell I have! And yeah, <laughs> I was casting it like on the enemy. I got my ass whooped. And also on the PC controls, um, I didn't know you could press F to interact with crap around you. And so I didn't know that I could just be standing near the rift and my character would just go, hey, I'm going to close it with my hand by just pressing F. No, I was having trouble you know, with a lot of stuff. Anyway, so that was my first real frustration with the game with the controls was because of that. Now, everybody else at that event, though, they were like, oh, this is great. I'm using an Xbox controller or a PlayStation controller. They were all having fun. I was the slowest person there because I was one of the few on PC. Anyway, long story. Yeah, people are fighting this Fade Rift. And what's great about it is that there's a rift going on. And Solus is like, oh, well, we need to expand it and then close it again. Remember the 11th hour, the Doctor Who episode? Yes. It's the same concept with the, the with the crack in the wall. Expand it and then it'll, it'll snap shut properly. Uh, Solus is the one that tells you this. And then Cassandra's like, you know what that means? Demons. And then all the demons come out. It's raining demons. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you would say in that situation. That's why I stopped. And No, unless maybe you want there to be demons. I mean... I mean, if you're Venatori, I guess. Or or you just like the, the Desire Demons, which, by the way, there aren't any in this game. Nope. We have I'm not going to tell you why, so. but well, they, there's, there are no. They replace them. Yes. With... Yes. Yes. Zevron is in this game? What What's going on? <laughs> well, technically, yes, he is. Technically, yes, he is written about in this game. Actually, what are the characters that don't show up that we know of? That we know of? Sten. Sten. Technically. Starkhaven boy. Your boyfriend. Sebastian. Make a no! Yeah, Sebastian. <laughs> there are a couple from the books that show up. A couple from Asunder that, uh, you know, we don't know about, but... Kryn and... yeah, I forget what their names are. Close people. So, let's say you, you close that rift, you finally get past that stupid pride demon. <laughs> so many people had trouble with it. You you obviously didn't have trouble no, with it, did you? No, I completely annihilated him all, like, four times I've killed him. You know why? Because you're used to that, okay, the tank tanks, and the other people stay back. A lot no, of people, I, single player I, games I didn't really micro that. all that much the first Well, you shut up and let me... <laughs> so, no, it's just that I'm, it's just that I don't suck. Okay. That's the first quest in, in your journal. And the next one's called The Threat Remains. What happens is after you close the rift, you pass out again because you're a weakling. You can't handle the power. And then you wake up and some young elf maiden panics and throws herbs everywhere. And with, then, with a huge head, by the way. 
Now, she does have, like, an uncharacteristically large head it's, for how oh tiny her body I, is. My character, my elf character, had a pretty big head. But not comparatively speaking. I mean, her it's as big as her shoulders. Anyway. Yeah, my, uh, I, I'm really not going to miss my elf, the one that I'm working on. I'm not going to miss I'm done with him Because I, I just don't like his face. I hate his face. Let's just put it there. I didn't like I my first face. character's face, and I don't really like my elves' face, but she's she's kind of cute. It's just her head is so much bigger than the rest of her body. And I'm thinking back going, did I have the option to make her face, you know, smaller? I guess I didn't. I, I don't know. <sighs> and then I'm going to be moving on to my Kunari, who has a huge head and body and fists for tiny little daggers. See, I think they have huge heads but small faces. Yes. I mean, if you really look at the Iron Bull, his head... My God. <laughs> it's a whole crazy. lot of horn. It's a whole lot of horn, a whole lot of neck. Which, by yeah. the way, also describes other parts of his Well, anyway. <laughs> but once you wake up, yes, you've got everybody. And, and people in this, this haven place are all saying, you're some kind of herald of Andraste. Why? Because when you fell out of the rift the first time, people thought they saw a woman... And they immediately assume that it's Andraste, and they're like, you're going to hell for killing the Divine. And then you save them all, and they're like, you're not going to hell because you're the Chosen of Andraste. <laughs> because these people are really flippant. I mean, they just, uh, eh. It's mob mentality. Mob mentality. Yeah, so everyone hates you, that everyone loves you, and uh, you're going to get a lot of that throughout the game. You meet, uh, well, you already know Cassandra. If you haven't already met him, you met Cullen. You've already met Liliana, and you meet... Josephine. Josephine, the one that most people want to bang. How can you not love her? Because one of the first things she says is specifically. And the way she says it is just so charming. I fell for her right then. That's who I went with my love interest the first time. And then I realized that Cassandra is more my style. And I don't regret that choice because Cassandra is adorable. Really? You just don't get to see that side of her. But I do. I don't want to see, see any of her sides. I see all She sides. pissed me off during my last gameplay so hard that I don't want her in my party ever well, again. Well, you shouldn't have been such a heathen. I was not a heathen! <sighs> we'll talk about that later. So. Alright, so basically, you are plopped into your first real base of operations, which is Haven. The place where you had actually been chained up earlier in the game. And was also in Dragon Age Origins. But right. now there aren't crazy people running around. No, there's not, but one of them is one of your multiplayer characters. Fun fact. Ah! The what? Reaver. The Reaver. Yeah? That's uh, one of the survivors of the cult. Oh, that's badass! Yep. So, there's that, and she kind Nobody of survived signed on with the, uh, well, she, she survived. She was one of the people that just kind of went, yeah, I'm out of here, and left. Oh, so she's yeah. a pussy. She left before the warden killed everyone. So, yeah, there's that. But anyway. Oh, what if it was with that kid that you talked to that's like, I have a severed finger in my pants or something. Mm. <laughs> Don't you remember that kid? It was a no. dude, though. Yeah, that wouldn't have been, no. Let's just assume that they left of their own accord. But anyway, not the point. Okay. The point is, this is where you really kind of learn a lot of the basics of the game. You go and speak with people. You kind of see your Inquisition army already forming. And uh, this is where you, of course, get your first quest to run off to your first area, which is the Hinterlands. And there you need to find Mother Giselle and find a horse master and find lots of other things, and eventually stumble onto companions, and start growing your Inquisition into a force that the world will take notice of. And they certainly will. 
Which is which is one reason I had brought brought up Josephine so prominently is because she's the one that tells you, okay, we really need to build our forces. We need to, you know, do whatever. What is she a PR person? Yeah, or she's an <laughs> she's basically a PR person. Pretty much. Tells you, you need you need she's to gather your, your following. Yeah, I know, but she's really PR. <laughs> she's um if 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 this whole thing were a social media thing, yeah, she'd be PR. You do need to go meet Mother Giselle because the Chantry is against you. They they're like, no, no, you're not a herald of anybody. But since you need to kind of liaise with these people and you know let them know, hey, something's going on. We need your help. You have to go meet Mother Giselle, who I also call Mother Duckface because she looks like a duck. <laughs> <laughs> You know she does. Don't yeah. argue with me. <laughs> no, she does. And she has a an Orlesian accent. Yeah, it's it's pretty thick. Hard to listen to. In yeah, my it's opinion. pretty thick. I don't know why people think that is the sexiest accent to have. No, it's not. Not at all. I'm sorry. Do you think it's sexy? No. Okay. It's distracting. Thank you. Oh, that's a great. <laughs> Especially later on when you go to Orlais and have to do Orlesian things with Orlesian people in Orlesian oh, games. Oh, good God. Thank God oh, my God. subtitles. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway. However, oh, I will say the good thing about that accent is it makes me hate Liliana less because it's not as thick with her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Redeeming factor. Her Orlesian accent isn't nearly as thick. <laughs> True story. And plus her dress is awesome. Somewhat less Orlesian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you run off and you do. You need to, well, kind of continue on into Valro because you've got to secure allies. And you've still got that giant hole in the sky that needs to be closed. So what do you need to do? Well, you need to gather either the Templar or gather the mages. And uh, maybe even try to get both, although that's not going to happen. So you need to pick one. Do you pick the mages? Do you pick... Ideally. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, Liliana sends messages to both the, uh, to both sides, and then it's up to you to decide which one you really want to sign up with. And each is encountering their own unique problems at the time, but we'll get to that. Yes, we will get... Well, actually, we could go right into that, but this is also the point where you, uh, well, you go to Valroyo, which is, you know, the main part of Orlais. It's, it's like the New York to America. You go there and you're you're walking down <laughs> you're walking down some alleyway and you see all these statues and, and if you read what's underneath the statues it tells you about the you know the hoity-toityness but somebody has vandalized these things and written yep. like crap underneath it you wonder who it could be hmm. yeah hmm. also they give experience every time you read one just fun fact that's why you, well, yeah that's why you do yeah. it over and over again but. When you get into Valroyo, because that's where you need to go to kind of maybe get in touch with uh, the Templar or whoever, because you are requested to appear there. Well, it's also Valroyo. Yeah, well, I'm American, so no. You see uh, some Chantry people, and they're sit, you know trying to turn a mob of people against you, and then a Templar walks up and backhands her. <laughs> 1-800-PUNCH-A-NUN. <laughs> Pretty much. And wait, no, I should say that it wasn't a Templar. It was, it was Seeker. Lord Seeker Lucius, who, by the way, looks like a colossal douche. Oh my god, thank you! It's There's something about his face that just looks yeah. unnatural. He, he looks possessed. I think 
he's like Haley Joel Osment grown up. Uh, oh, he looks like a yeah, child. Yeah, he in a actually body. does kind of look like that. <laughs> I think part of it too is that I think his, you know, going back to previous comments, I think his face was too small. His face there's is a too lot small. Of, there's like there's a lot of land there that he could have <laughs> occupied a face with, and instead he's almost gone like full full Jay Leno, only not nearly <laughs> as big of a chin. Is that I'm a little afraid because he looks so unique, but but then again so generic. I have a feeling they might have based him on someone, and I don't want to make fun of that one person. Okay, <laughs> but I don't know who it is. So yeah. So until that time, don't care. Your face, man. So yeah, he punches a nun, takes all the Templar, and leaves. And pretty much flips you off on the way out, too. So yeah, there's that. And, and you're like, but what, but, what, what, what happened? Which, and- <laughs> immediately, like, I was already going to side with the, the mages my first playthrough. Yeah. But I just, I, I was like, at that point went, okay, so these guys punch nuns, and they flip me off. Why would I side yeah. with them? Exactly! So, I did, on my second playthrough, side with them, though, while I was playing a mage. Which just kind of felt wrong, but, uh... I want to do that, too! But he's an apostate, so why do I care? Apostate. Whatever. You know what? Don't <laughs> I care. I liked that in Dragon Age 2. I loved it in Dragon Age 2 that you could um, rival romance someone, because I did that all the time with Fenris. I was just like, oh yeah, I'm totally a mage, but you want me. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway... Anyway, Fiona! Yes. And then as you're trying to leave, Fiona appears out of thin air and says hi. And she says, hello, my name is Fiona Former Grey Warden. You killed my husband? No, my lover? No, no. None of the above. That was the, uh, that was the blight. I know. But, yeah. He didn't die from the blight. No, he was murdered by the, the, the dark spot. Oh, wait, no, I was thinking about his son. Never mind, my bad. <laughs> no, he died. He died of uh, fail. Oh my god! No, he didn't. Read yeah. the comics, by the way. <laughs> I will someday. All right. Hey, a lot of people got the comics for Christmas. Well, well done, peoples. I didn't. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got, a, I got a lazy boy couch and a new bed for Christmas. That works, though. Yeah, it it works pretty great. Yeah. They're both pretty comfortable. But anyway, we're not here to talk about me. Uh, although I wouldn't mind. You would like an episode all about you, which, by the way... <laughs> that sounds yeah, frightening. I, said, I asked our listeners if they would mind an episode all about the menfolk in, in Dragon Age, and I think five billion women volunteered to be on the show. <laughs> Great. <laughs> now I need to get a shotgun and use spread shot to determine who actually gets picked. Of course, I, it'll I know, be non-deadly be- rounds, just... I may have to hold auditions. <laughs> I'll let you do that. I'm just saying. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I so, have to be fair, because I can't be like, I talked to this person more. No, I can't do that. But anyway. This is why you don't have me pick things either, because I talked to all of them, and that's that would just never work. Anyway, after that, you need to decide who you're going to side with. Do you go with the mages? Do you go with the Templar? Do you go with the mages? Do you go with the Templar? Let's go ahead and cover both. Because why the hell not? We're here. We're going to have to go through the Templar because I have not done it. That will be my next playthrough. It's going to be, I'm going to be the worst person ever. Uh, well, the most military person ever. Uh, Yeah, that sounds awful. I guess we'll find out how that works out for you. So, anywho, let's start off with the mage stuff. Because 
We, we like the know. mages. I just want to kind of uh, preface this right off the bat. Did it seem kind of weird to you that Fiona had no idea who the hell you were talking about, had never met you before when you talked to her in Redcliffe City? That's part of the plot. Yeah, that was weird. I was just like, oh, I've been tricked. Great. Were you being facetious? Because that is part of the plot. I, I, I know it is, but it was just oh, one of those, okay. like, wow, why, <laughs> huh? So, yeah, yeah, she asked you to, to go meet her in Redcliffe Village, which, remember Redcliffe from Dragon Age Origins, that's where Connor was. That's yeah, where all, is. All Tegan. Tegan. That's where Connor is. Well, it depends on what you choose in the key. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but he's alive in my playthrough, and he's down there, and he hates mages, and uh, he complains all the time, and I kind of just wanted to push him off in the water and drown him while he was oh, there. Oh, don't be like that. But he's 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 upset, as you would be if you were a child in that situation, in the situation that in which he was. Yeah. Yeah, you would be, you would be upset, too. You'd be like, no, we need circles. But anyway, the mages have rebelled, and, and Fiona was the leader of this rebellion. Kind but of. now they're all kind of congregating in Redcliffe Village. And so she says, okay, meet me at this tavern. You go to meet her at a tavern and you, you find her and she has no idea who the hell you are. And I'm thinking, wow, um, I guess Alzheimer's is set in, lady. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it has. She can't be that old. She's not that old. No, she's not. I mean, especially for an elf. Well, elves don't really live that much longer than they, humans, well, they, they live longer. Mm, I don't know Shut up, I'm works. right. Mm -hmm. Shut up, anyway. I'm right. Yeah. So. Oh, keep uh, going. Keep going. You know everything. Well, yeah. I was. Uh, uh, this is your plate, but. Oh, this is uncomfortable. Apparently, though, if you've already met Vivian, uh, which you can encounter once you go to Valroyo, a messenger will come and say, come to her house, she's having a or party. Or an arrow will hit you in the foot, and Sarah will be like, oops! Because of Valroyo, you can meet Vivian. You can also meet Sarah by following her Red Jenny clues all right. around. But what's happened is that Fiona says, I haven't been to Valroyo since before the, before the Conclave. And then she says, the rebel mages have pledged their service to the Taventer Imperium. Now, Taventer Imperium, remember Dragon Age 2? Remember what Fenris hated? These are those guys. Yep. They like slaves. She says, you know, I've kind of, I'm indentured to this magister. What's his name? Uh, Alex or something? Or is that the Alexius. Son? Alexis. Alexius. Yeah. So Alexius is the is the leader of these Taventer that are in Ferelden, and she says, you know, I'm kind of uh, indentured to him now. I can't do anything else. And so now you have to talk to this guy, Alexius, and he's also got a son. His son is sick. You don't find out what it is yet. You find out later Felix. he has been Felix. Alex and Felix. I love those names. Those are good names. You find out that the son has been tainted by the Darkspawn, and he is going to die. He, the kid knows he's going to die. Well, he's not a kid. He's maybe 20-something. Of course, there is a way he could survive, but, you know, we don't bring that up because, hey, I was only using the last game. Huh? He's infected by the blood. Oh, oh, God. Oh. Whew. But then again, I guess that route wouldn't have worked because of reasons. And we'll get to that much later. You meet with Alexius and Felix in the tavern. Felix kind of goes, oh, I'm sick, and passes out. And uh, while he's falling, you catch him. He hands you a note. And then you go to the Chantry, because the, the note says, come to the Chantry, you are in danger. Which I just kind of went, either he's helping me, or this is a trap. And he's leading me right to the trap. Well, then you go there, and uh, 
Felix and Dorian are waiting on you. And Dorian is very flamboyant. I love him. Oh my I god, he's so awesome. I absolutely love him. He's funny as hell. He doesn't like me, though, apparently, because he doesn't like to talk to me anymore. What'd you do? I haven't done anything. It's like we're all buddy-buddy. He's just never continued on with his personal quest with me. You jackass, you need to do more stuff in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> now you have to go through an operation. I think we've talked about this before where you have to spend 15 power to yep. go do this, whatever it is. Now, we, this being said, this is only if you decide to go with the mages, by the way, because you will meet Dorian later on if you do the Templar stuff. I don't know what it's like if you don't choose the mages at this point. We'll get there. You know this because you've, you've chosen the Templar at some point. Yep, and it was actually pretty cool, but we'll get to that. I can't wait to see it, actually. Oh, yeah. But there, there's something. You meet up with Dorian, and, and he says he's been the apprentice of, of Alexius. Yep. That's what I remember. Yeah, so then you've got to uh, kind of go to your operation. You're invited to uh, go to Redcliffe Castle to continue with the negotiations, and obviously it's a trap. So you go ahead and do your thing and sneak into the castle. And then a fight occurs, and you get hit with magic. Not just any magic, though. Time magic. Because Alexius is a moron. He's, he's a complete moron. Maybe he's a time lord. You don't know. Uh, well... To venture Gallifrey? To venture Gallifrey? No, it doesn't work that way. No. <laughs> Why? So, no. No. But you do get hit with time magic, and then you finally get to, you get to control Dorian. Which is awesome. You wind up back in time and you're in a cell again. Oh my god, it's Elder Scrolls all over again. And your quest is, it simply states, find out what happened. Yep. <laughs> Which I think is hysterical. <laughs> now, this is uh, an important thing, too. Is The more you do this quest, the more it kind of changes. Because depending on what companions you had gone into this quest with you can see a lot of different kind of scenarios playing out, or at least, you know, different conversations with your different characters. Like, I took Varric and Cassandra with me, and it was... <laughs> it's kind of rough to watch, and it actually explained what one of the early, early trailers was showing, because they show a, see a later scene from this section of the game. So, let's just move right along. You go through the castle... Find your companions who are like, where the hell have you been the last year? Yeah. <laughs> and because you got shot forward. And yeah, well, they all thought you died in that previous fight. But what had happened is you actually were cast in the future by a year. Yeah, bad stuff has happened since then. The world is pretty much falling apart. Demons are everywhere. Red Lyrium is growing out of everything, including people, because you find Fiona and she's... Oh, poor Fiona. Almost nothing but Red Lyrium at that point. Oh. And, uh, yeah, which also gives us some insight into what's Red Lyrium's all about, but that's uh, another topic for another show. Also, um, whoever you, you find second, they'll always tell you that they overheard the guard saying that Alexis never leaves the throne room. He's obsessed with finding, I guess, a cure? Yep. The other thing you need to do is, well, before you head to that, is you need to find Liliana, because she came in looking for you. And they caught her and tortured her for, like, the last year. So she looks like she's aged about 50 years. Oh, God. And sweet, sweet wonderfulness, because you know how much I don't like her. Well, she's also, like, a being of pure bloodlust at that point. Oh, man, she kills a guard. The way she kills a guard, she's handcuffed, you know, she's hanging from the ceiling, and a guard gets too near, and those feet come up, and she cracks his neck. Oh, 
my god. Yep. I love her at that point. She's not happy to see you. She's not happy to see anyone. She's not happy to be saved. She just wants everyone to die. And she pretty much says it, too. So, continuing forward, you go to the throne room. There you find Alexius and his son, who looks like Ruck. He does look like Ruck. Yeah, he's he's in the late stages of the Blight Taint. There's there's no saving him. He's practically a ghoul at that point. Can you imagine, though, Rowan probably looked like that? Oh, that's so sad. Mm, I don't think she got that bad. I think, she, I think she got, like, really weak, like uh, Felix was prior. But I think she pat- just flat passed away instead of, uh, or, you know, maybe they actually killed her so that she didn't turn. She was probably begging for it. Well, at the same time, they also explained it as if, you know, she died of unknown reasons. She just died. Yeah. She, which they thought was attributed to the Blight. Oh, we totally know it was. Yeah. But also, this is the first time you hear about the Elder One, because, like a true villain, Alexius decides to monologue. Yeah, which, <laughs> I mean, that's what villains do, and otherwise, how would we know what the plot was, other than reading lots and lots and lots and lots of codexes? Unless you had Hermione Granger with you. That would have been awesome if you just had, like, a little Hermione Granger that could pop out of your pocket and tell you what the hell's going on. I feel like she would be out of universe, and... Then again, she'd also be an apostate at that point, probably a blood mage, and we kill her. That's a horrible thing to say. But instead of her, we have Dorian, who Dorian says, you know, I've been his apprentice. I know he was messing with time magic. Now he's the one that's helping you through the the, the, the cells trying to find your friends. You find out that Alexis is pretty much doing everything he can just to save his son. And right. this is where I'm kind of like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can kind of almost sympathize with for him because he went above and beyond the Call of Duty as a father, doing everything he did, even knowing that it was wrong, even knowing that he shouldn't have sided with the Elder One, but it was because it was going to allow him access to the power he needed to try to save his son. Which a lot of people would say, no, he's just a bad guy, but I think those people just don't think about what it's like to have a child. Well, because yeah. seriously, as a parent, you really would do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not an easy decision to be like, oh yeah, well, you know, the great good. No, it's not. So I did feel really bad for this guy, even though he looked very sinister in that hood of his that has horns coming out of it. You go through, you you find all these things about Red Lyrium. You don't know much about it, but it, it turns out that you just basically have to find Alexius and kill him. Yep. Which... Or not. Well, yeah. I don't. Yeah, no. I can't I, do it because I, I, I feel totally, bad for the man. Well, no, I killed him. So that it, it didn't really matter. Oh, yeah, I, of course I killed him. You, uh, you fight with him, murder the hell out of him, because it doesn't matter, because... Yes, it does! No, be an agent! No, that, that's... That's a different Alexius. We're talking about future Alexius here. Oh, oh! Thank you. Future Alexius dies, because you have to fight, uh, because Liliana murdered his son. <laughs> it's like, human shield? No, slit his throat. Okay, done. And then he freaks <laughs> out, goes all magister on you, and of course you kill him. And uh, you steal his necklace, which is the device used to control time magic. And uh, the TARDIS key. Pretty much. <laughs> and Dorian says it's going to take him time to actually decipher how to, you know, charge it so you can go back to where you were when you first got zapped into the future. Mm-hmm. So your two companions and Liliana go off to hold back the demons that are rushing toward you so you can have enough time to go back in time and undo all of this crap from happening to begin with. Liliana says, you have as long as I have arrows. And yeah. I'm like, well, you know, you could knock your arrows a little bit slower. 
Yeah, but, you know, she only goes for the kill shot anyway, so it's fine. Anyway, you go through a series of cutscenes, and eventually the demons kick the door open, pulling the corpses of your two companions. Right. And then toss them aside like they're just ragdolls, which at that point they kind of are. And then Liliana, you know, goes full-on Rambo with her bow, runs out of arrows, gets shot, and then beats people, or beats demons in the face with her bow. And it's actually pretty damn effective. Yeah, she's pretty badass. <sighs> right until she dies. And then you jump through the portal and go back to the past. Or, I guess, to the present. And then everything's honky-dory! Well, kind of. And then Alexius knows he's defeated, gives up, and of course you get to pass judgment on him later. I kicked him the balls and sent him to the mage collective myself. Which we'll get... Well, you say you work for us, you work for the mages. Now, oh, you're still in the castle at this point after you've come <laughs> back through time. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward moment and- time. Depending on who you have chosen in the keep, you can have Alistair as king, you can have Anora as queen, you can have both king and queen, or you can have Loghain. <laughs> Somebody brought this up and I was like, I don't know if I'll ever choose that. Nope. But I might. I think nope. I will this, this nope. next playthrough. Nope. Nope. You could be king. Nope. Tell me. Well, even if that were the case, I think that the warden would still have left for reasons. So that- what do you keep noping me? Because I'm right. Uh, Loghain. I just, I'm noping Loghain all the time because Loghain's dead. There's, there's no other choice for Loghain. He's just dead always. Oh, all the God, time. I thought you meant, like, I thought I had to go back and I was thinking, God, I'm gonna have to edit this out if no. I'm wrong. No, I'm right. No, no, just Loghain's dead. God, you're so difficult. Loghain Logan, is well, alive. He's, no, I've he's seen dead. the guy's name who does his voice on the cast list. No, but I know you're not, you're not understanding what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. He's dead all the time. <sighs> I know he always what dies. you're saying. Yeah, he's dead. Girls or guys that like Alistair as well. Um, now, if you want to see Alistair, this is one of your choices. You choose to go with the mages, and you can see him here. But I would suggest, in the keep, making him a warden. Just saying. Okay. We'll get to that in another episode. Right. By the way, okay, I love the lady that does uh, uh, Queen Anora's voice, but she looks nothing. <laughs> nothing like she did at the end of Origins. <laughs> Which, granted, uh, Alistair doesn't look as much, you know, like he did, but then ten years have gone by. But Honora really looks I think nothing. Alistair looked pretty badass, personally. Alistair looks very badass. He wasn't, he, he didn't look that great in DA2, but DA3, he looks, he looks nice. <laughs> Pale, but nice. Yeah, he looks fine. <sighs> All right. Hi. So, headed to... What? Huh? What? Headed to the Templar. Take it away. Should you have chosen the Templar, here's the fun thing you get to do. You get to go to their base of operations in, I think it's Theronfall Redoubt? Yes, that's it. And you get to demand a meeting with the Lord Seeker. Uh, which you have to go through some trials and stupid other things while being yapped at by a bunch of Orlesian nobles that are there supporting your cause to try to bring the Templar back to bring order back to Thetis, since they're all cooped up inside their keep or having some kind of stupid war with mages out in uh, the hinterlands. So, there you are met with Barris, who is uh, kind of a... You've seen him in Valreau, but he's one of those Templars that just kind of went, I don't know if what we're doing is right. Why did you hit that nun? This is not cool. Oh, but, the hot you know, guy? Yeah, yeah. He's uh mm. Mm, mm, mm. He's there, he meets you, lots of talking happens, talky-talky-talk, and uh, then you finally have a meeting with one of the, I think it's a lieutenant, or some kind of commanding officer with the Templar, 
And you notice these Templar kind of look different from other Templar. There's some red glowy stuff involved and red necklaces and... Well, it turns out they're red Templar. Templar that have been infused with red lyrium. Which, uh, last time we saw something like that happen, it was back in Dragonfall 2, right before... Or, Dragonfall? Dragon Age 2. <laughs> yeah. I'm sick, what's your excuse? So anyway... I'm eating a taco. Yeah, there you go. So... <laughs> fighting involves, and uh, you have to fight your way through the keep, and rescue as many of the Templar that aren't red Templar as... You know, rescue as many of them as possible. Fight your way up to the the doors, and there you encounter the the Lord Seeker, who's really not actually the Lord Seeker. He's more of a, an envy demon who can take the form of another person, and, well, you get to go into Dreamland. And while you're running around in Dreamland, this envy demon has decided that taking over your life is much more beneficial to it than taking over the Lord Seeker's appearance. Well, here's the thing. You're the hero, so it doesn't really work out. But that's not the point. You get to uh, run through the Fade, as it were, run through your dreams, and try to fight off, or fight back this Envy Demon, and eventually, someone appears to help you. Ooh. Ooh. Giving you cryptic messages. Yes, his name is Cole. And is he what you got for Christmas? Oh, he definitely was who I got for Christmas. <laughs> That was the funniest damn thing. Okay, You're I have welcome. to explain this. Okay. <laughs> I had been romancing Blackwall through my playthrough this time. Because Solus was being a dick, and even though I was an elf, he did not shove his tongue down my throat. So I said, well, screw you. I like big burly men as well. And so I went with Blackwall. Now, the reason I stayed with Blackwall is because he kind of looks like Santa Claus. He looks like young Santa Claus. He has a big epic beard he makes toys he has a jolly belly and his cheeks are rosy of course he's santa claus this is christmas time i'm going with him and i'm explaining this to road and he goes i know why you didn't dump blackwall it's because you don't want coal for christmas yep i thought it was pretty good myself so what does coal do coal is a spirit and he walks on ceilings and what pops in and out of uh of your vision and, you know, gives you helpful tips on what you're supposed to do while annoying the hell out of the Envy Demon at the same time. Because it's very much a mind game. That's what's going on. It's not, you know, combat-based. It's figuring out what's going on. And you get to see all these, basically, the plans that the Envy Demon would have had in helping Corypheus destroy everything. We don't know who Corypheus is yet. Oh, son of a bitch. Uh, edit that to... No, I'm not editing anything. God damn it. Keep going. So, helps the Envy Demon, uh, help the Envy Demon, uh, what am I even saying anymore? I forgot where I was. Right, I oh, know. yes, Cole's annoying the hell out of the Envy Demon, and you get to see all the things that the Envy Demon was going to help the Elder One do to take over all of the world and stuff. He so, wants all of the world, all of it. He wants all of it. So, you get to see, like, a lot of things where... He's having people, you know, having your Inquisitor execute people or order executions or order the domination of regions and, you know, overthrowing governments and that kind of thing. Basically all the things Dogs that the- and cats living together. <laughs> Madness in the streets. 
mayhem! So, and it really is, you know, all of your advisors are jailed or, you know, worse. It's like anyone that even tries to cross, quote-unquote, your Inquisitor dies. That's that's the kind of thing oh, that wow. the Envy Demon would do if it took over your body. And, of course, Cole is the helpful spirit that doesn't want these things to happen. So, anyway, you eventually do break free. Of course, the Envy Demon goes, ah, crap! And scampers through the doorway and... Then you've got to bust your way in, and lots of fighting happens, and and stuff, and more stuff. And then you do stuff. All the stuff. Is that it? Seriously? No, no, no. There's there's way more. Are your companions with you during this? No, you're by yourself during that part. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, it's kind of like the because there's no it's no combat. It's uh it's just like getting mind fucked for the most part, you know, because it's it's haunting your dreams and trying to take over your body. Or take over your appearance. By the way, could I just go back to the mages one where you're going through that that prison? You can hear people being interrogated and all that crap during different rooms. And if you have Connor alive, you can hear him being killed. It is the saddest thing. I think he kills himself. Oh, see, I... Because I think he was being possessed again. Oh, no. Because I tried to look for his body and everything. Because something happened. I, oh, one of my companions tried to talk to me. And I was trying to listen in on what was going on. And then fucking Blackwall decided, oh, by the way, make us bowls. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> something, something, Darkspawn. Oh, man. So, anyway, once the Envy Demon retreats, you gain control in the real world again. And, uh... That's where you enter the great hall of this keep castle place thing. And uh, there, there's a big barrier kind of guarding off half of the hall. And all of your, you know, all the Templar are in there with you. And they're trying to hold back all these demons that just keep coming out of nowhere. They're spawning from somewhere. Your job is pretty much to go about and get, get lyrium for the Templar, untainted lyrium. So that they can use their ability to repress magic to break down the barriers so everyone can continue forward. Okay. So what you've got to do is, you you know, you've got, like, the, the halls on either side that you can run into and explore. And while you're out of the main hall, demons begin attacking the main hall. So after a certain amount of time, you've got, you'll get a little progression bar up in the corner. And while that gets lower and lower, you know, if that thing depletes completely, the Templar get wiped out. So you need to stop that from happening. So every now and then, you've got to run back. And I mean, you don't get much time either. So you've got to run back and fend off the demons with the Templar and then, you know, continue on your quest for looking for Lyrium. And then also you you can find, I think it's the Lord Keeper's actual office or his room. And there it's like brimming with red Lyrium. And you oh. find notes that basically give you most of the same information that you would have had had you gone and done time travel with the mages. So you, you don't get to see the extent of the horrors that the Elder One wants to inflict in the world, but you do actually get to get a see general idea. You see, yeah. you do see the intentions. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, you know, I was just thinking that regular lyrium is like having um, my, my Adderall, but then red lyrium is like crack. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, kind of. It's, it's, t it's even tainted crack at that point. It's tainted crack. Yeah. Tainted it's crack. It's laced with uh, arsenic. Continuing on, once you've got the lyrium, they bring down the uh, the barrier. You speak with Barris. I gotta remember his name. It's I, I barrier Barris. Yes, exactly. That's what's getting oh, me. Oh, is all it the hot up. black guy? Yeah. Oh, I like yes. him. Yes, 
So he's like Tay Diggs. He's like, oh god. I have no idea who that is. Oh, Tay Diggs. You move. You move forward, and long story short, you confront the NV Demon, who is uh, you know the in the multiplayer the Demon Commander. Um, the one that always kicks our asses. Yeah, that's yeah. well, not always, but most of the time. Uh, oh, yeah, bullshit. that's the okay. NVD. I've killed him. I've actually killed him a couple of times. You killed him by exploding yourself up his ass. Yeah, all the time. Context, we have none of it. But anyway, <laughs> so after you kill him, you get the impression that he didn't just you know because the, the NV demon, in order to take someone's form, has to overtake them, or they had to have given themselves over. And you don't really know exactly what's going on with that. You don't know what happened to Lord Seeker. But you will eventually find out. And then, of course, the Templar join the Inquisition. And just like Fiona leads the mages, Barris will be your kind of your liaison to the Templar. Oh, I really want to go for the Templar now. But then, of course, the I think the mages all die. But I, I, I'm not exactly sure how that plays out with the mages. But I'm pretty sure that all the Templar, they die. Yeah, so the next phase of this is that you've come back, you realize, oh crap, isn't this the part where they say we need to reform the Inquisition? You reform the Inquisition, and then once you've gotten your army, whether it's the mages or the Templar, you go back to the breach, and you close it. So, uh, once you close it, everyone returns to Haven, and there's much partying, and all the rejoicing, and... You know, tra-la-la-la-la, looks like apparently closing the breach wasn't the main aspect of this story. In fact, that's that's only the beginning. It's only the beginning. Dun-dun-dun. While you're sitting there, you know, kind of having your party, a knock comes on to the front gate. A panicked knock. <laughs> it goes, housekeeping? <laughs> nah, not quite like that. Um, you notice that the alarms get raised. The mountain is literally on fire with torches, lots and lots of torches, lots of torches, and an army is on its way. And then a, a pounding comes on the front gate, and you open it up, and depending on which faction you went with, your other companion you didn't get otherwise will be there. So if you sided with the mages, then Cole turns up. If you sided with the Templar, then Dorian turns up. Now Cole in tow has Father Rodriguez or whatever his name is. Roderick, mm, he has, he's carrying I, him. Yeah, either of them do, yes. Yeah. And he's been injured pretty pretty severely. Yeah, he knows he's going to die. Well, probably, in my playthrough, Cole was like, he is going to die. And he's like, thanks, buddy. Thanks for telling me. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of Cole's job. It's, it's what Cole does. Literally, that's what Cole does. Yeah. It's, it's his entire existence right there. Armies of evil are attacking you, led by someone, which you'll find out soon after. And you got to defend some trebuchets so they can fire into the main force. And then you no, have you to... find out right away. Go ahead and tell them. Okay, well, fine. You see upon the mountain, Corypheus. Yes, the same guy that Hawk and Varric fought, and you'll hear about that over and over and over again later on in Dragon Age 2 during the DLC. Yes, and by the way, I when we did that episode on Dragon Age 2, because it was live and it, we had gone on for like two and a half hours, we almost skipped this part until one of our listeners in the chat room said, no, please, go over the DLC. And I was like, fine, Road. I'm so glad you did that. Yeah, <laughs> because pretty important, considering the antagonist for the entire damn game is Corypheus. <laughs> and I was kind of wondering how he was going to end up... Uh, 
you know, resurfing. I, I knew that he was going to be in the game. I just didn't realize that he was the big bad. Folks, I don't, it was so hard to live with this guy. I don't live with him, but live with him like on my Twitter feed and on Skype because he was like, yeah, I told you so. I told you so. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Jerk. Only much more annoying. Oh, it was much more annoying, but I also beat him out because I guessed the ending. Oh, motherfucker! <laughs> yes, I did. It's on record. Go back kind of, and listen to our kind episodes. Of, kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of. He doesn't like admitting it. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> okay. Drugs are bad. You shouldn't have drugs. Anyway. It was coffee! And so I don't I, like coffee, but don't tell Blair Collin I said that. Anyway. So you end up firing your own trebuchet, and once you fire that, it brings an avalanche down onto a big, large portion of the army. I guess you guys should have been storming over open land right beneath a snow-covered mountain. You idiots. <laughs> Dumb asses. Yeah, especially when they're all like, we've got torches, they see us coming. <laughs> what flag are they flying? They aren't flying a flag, and you're like... They just have torches, lots of them. We see them coming, <laughs> look. Like, wow, how did they get this close? We didn't see them there. (laughs) Maybe they only lit the torches right when they were getting five miles away. (laughs) So, (laughs) anyway, so as your your trebuchet gets destroyed, and after that you go run back to the main gates of Haven, and you can see your blacksmith there pounding on a door trying to get inside a building. So you get inside the building for him, which then starts you on another little quest as every group in Haven, where the village is on fire because, because, because for some torches. reason, Corypheus <laughs> has a freaking dragon. Yeah. And the dragon is, you know, burning everything. So a lot of the uh, the city is kind of burning to pieces. People are trapped in buildings, and you need to save as many of them as possible. I didn't know this the first time I played through because I didn't know that if you don't save these people, they're not going to show up later. They're dead. Yeah. They are these dead. These people are dead. Oh my god, and so I lost, I, I lost like the tavern owner or some, I lost a lot of people, some of the quartermasters, which by the way, there's a quartermaster there, before all this happens, she's wearing a ridiculous hat, but she was on the side, in Dragon Age Origins, she was one of Loghain's men, and she still thinks Loghain was right, and it yep, just she sure does. So if she survives, Liliana removes her from command. She, yeah, she does, because she's a bitch. She is so pissy. To Liliana everyone. told me I shouldn't be talking about these things, but I don't care. <laughs> she gets in trouble. I kind of like her just because of that, because she was like, I was there. I saw what happened. We were dying. Okay. Yeah. I think next time I'm just going to leave her to die. No. Well, yeah. I haven't played it yet where I, I have gotten everybody out. I've missed someone. There's one almost when you're finished and you're ready to get to the Haven Chantry. There's one. There there are two in the same place. And that's the one I always miss. And I think some woman died. I'm not hmm. sure. But anyway, you get to, to rescue people. Use your, your charging bull on your warrior, by the way, to get through the, some of these uh, doors. That is almost always the way to do it. There's your little tip from me. You're welcome. Well, there you go. See? And then you get inside this building. Now, <laughs> I just realized that, well, we had talked about it before. We talked about it in, like, episode 10, where how to get Iron Bull in your party, Blackwall, mm-hmm. yep. Vivian, Sarah, yep. Dorian Cole, 
and souls and all of them are already there. Yep. We had also talked about in a previous episode how to get agents. Now there is an agent for the Inquisition. He is uh, the Horsemaster guy. Starts with a D, Dennett. I think. Dennett. Yeah. I never knew about this guy until much later on. When I was actually, I was making sure you were right about the agents thing because I like to fact check before I let an episode out. And it turns out I was right again. And yes, you were right. God damn it. He he is only for the Inquisition perks. The Inquisition Inquisition perks. <laughs> yeah. And so when you go to find him, have Cassandra with you because she's the one that will say you need to join the Inquisition. Therefore, you also get another quote unquote vendor in Haven and in Skyhold. He is the mount vendor. <laughs> right. But yeah, you, you want to have him. While you're, uh, you know, kind of hold up and trying to be as safe as possible. Roderick, in the delusions of a dying man, finally realizes his purpose in life was to tell you about a secret path through the mountains to safety that only people who have walked a certain pilgrimage would know about. And he had happened to one day on a whim decide to walk this pilgrimage and thus know the path. So he tells you on how to do that, but, you know, someone's got to stay behind and kind of hold back the forces uh, because they've realized that there's a way they can wipe out the entire army in one go. Unfortunately, all of Haven's going with it. Cullen knows this, by the way, and he's like, oh, well, we're all going to die anyway. Let's just die fighting. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're so f***ing sexy. He is such a warrior, yes. <laughs> you so, think he's sexy, too! <laughs> hey, hey, I, I don't disagree with him. If that was, like, my choices were be skewered or die fighting, I'd die fighting, too. I'm right there with him. But that could be the same thing. I mean, mm, I'm not going to lay down and die. Let's just put it that way. So, anyway. God, I would. I'm such Your party a are the ones that are, of course, chosen to stay behind while everyone else escapes to safety. And, uh, which kind of gets a little bit confusing at one point. Uh, but, anyway. Oh, shit, really? So, defend the trebuchet as you're priming it to fire in the opposite direction to bring down another mountain on top of Haven and everyone else that's in it. And you pretty much have to hold off, well, Corypheus himself. And uh, I think it's this. it's at this point that right before Corypheus shows up, that uh, the leader of all these waves of enemies that are coming at you is someone you've mm -hmm. got to fight. So <laughs> this is where I decided I would never play Templar or play supporting the Templar again because the person who is fighting you on behalf of the mages, should you have not chosen the mages, is Fiona. And so you have to kill Fiona. Oh, God! Which I think then means that if you're siding with the mages, you have to kill Barris. But I I'm going to have to verify that the next time I play. I'll have to verify that as well because, well, I'm not going to because I am going to side with the Templars this time. It's going yeah, to be well, so be rough. With I, hope, again. I hope she, like, I don't have to talk to her at all. I hope I don't hear her voice. Maybe I'll turn off all the all the audio because that is going to kill me. Now, I've talked to a couple of our listeners that are like, who's this Fiona girl? I don't know who she's talking about. Okay, first of all, I know you've listened to our episodes and I rave about her. I love her so much. I can't believe Mr. Gator actually held his tongue he was he's good at that he was he held his tongue said nothing about fiona dying Possibly. we had no idea yeah we had no freaking idea but also when this dark one this corypheus shows up i was a little confused because i i didn't know later on when they started talking about corypheus because i heard cullen say i know that face and then he says samson samson was the other guy but i didn't the one that was standing sideways yeah well, that's because uh, Corypheus is like 12 feet tall. so And freaking huge. And yeah. his, he's 12 feet wide with those those 80s. God, he, he shops at Paula Poundstone's closet. I swear <laughs> to God. Good Lord. <laughs> so, yes. Shoulder pads are us. 
<laughs> should you side with the uh, the mages, then a warrior will be the uh, the vessel for Corypheus, which we'll explain in a much later episode. But that's Samson, who you also know from Dragon Age Two. Meanwhile, it's was... it yeah, it's a Tevinter slave. That's if you side with the Templar. Oh, okay. and I actually like her a lot more than I do Samson. I didn't Wait. feel anything about killing Samson. Did you just say Tevinter? A mage, though, okay, because I yeah. was about to say, what if in the keep you had sent Fenris back to nope. no, uh, it, it's, no, it's no, uh, it's a set person, but it's a human woman. Oh, oh, god, and I, how, I've how forgotten her name. Would that be, have been though? Like, I'd be going back and being like, yeah, I turned a Fenris over to the to the magisters, and then he comes back as a bad. Oh my god! Oh, sorry. It's all good. Can you imagine that though? Uh, Which, by the way, yeah. <laughs> Fenris's voice. Listen to Samson. I'm just. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's the guy that's in every single fucking video game that is high fantasy ever. Who's also hot. It's at this point that you have a bit of dialogue with Corypheus, and he, he basically monologues. tells you that you're a mistake. That yeah. the the green mark on your hand should have been his, of course, because you know why the hell not. And uh, yeah, a lot of things are said. And while you're sitting there, it's you by yourself versus a big-ass deformed dragon and a big-ass deformed uh, person thing called Corypheus. Is the dragon deformed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's got, like, it's got spikes and crap in it just like Corypheus does. Only he has, like, red larium in him. Um, I think he experimented on that dra- dragon. And it's definitely infected with taint. But it's not an archdemon, probably. Kind of. Most likely it's not. not. But it's not. But it is, but it's not. It is, but it's not. They keep is, saying, it's "Oh, it's a, it's a, it's an old god. It's got to be an archdemon." Nope. And the way they say it, you're like, uh, "I don't think so." So they did a very good job directing these voice actors, by the way. Yep, they did do great. It's while you're, you know, and this is what I find weird: is where did your other three companions go at this point? Apparently, they fled while you're you're there by yourself, and that's that's kind of what's expressed later on too: is that you were there by yourself. It's the avalanche that did it. Well, no, because the avalanche hasn't happened. Oh, yet. the avalanche happens right after you talk to Corinthians. Yeah. That's right. You uh you get, you know, blasted around and then you see a sword on the ground, you hold it up like you're gonna do something with it, and even Corypheus is like, Oh, that's cute. <laughs> and then you turn around, hit the lever on the trebuchet and fire it off in the mountain, and kind of run like hell at that point. Yeah, and you fall down uh some like a, a mine, yeah, like a mine, mine shaft or something. Or so it's down there in the mine shaft that you are given your new ability, which uh, is kind of awesome—the mark of the rift, which then it's unlocks the kill everything ability. Yeah, it's it's pretty badass, especially <laughs> against demons, because demons go into like slow mo. It's great. Anyway, you go through there, and uh, you're basically after you leave this cavern or this mine or whatever it is, you follow through the snow where you think everyone else went, and you finally after many transitions, make your way to this little spot directly above their camp where you pass out from probably hypothermia, and that's when everyone finds you and, of course, brings you to safety. This is also a part where you'd want to tape down your forward button because it takes a freaking long time to walk. I uh, pretty much just held down the button to watch TV while I was doing it. Yeah, I did. (laughs) I actually played some games on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) I could have been playing Solitaire. That's a good Sudoku, yeah. Once you're down there, lots of bickering is happening. Everyone's down because Haven was lost and lots of people died. And, you know, the Inquisition has been utterly defeated. Then 
you have this scene where uh, singing happens. This is the scene where you're like, oh, wow, that lady is kind of singing. Oh, great. They bring Liliana in. Why don't you slide some more notes? And then fucking Colin starts. Yeah. And then Colin starts and you immediately went, I'm sold. And you wet your fucking pants in the good way. I mean, what? Uh, <laughs> right. Okay, then. Oh. So. I they... damn near deep-throated my microphone at that point when thinking. <laughs> yeah, see, I've got a mic that's about half the size of my head, so I don't think that would have worked. Uh, I've got a big mouth. <laughs> All right. There you go, Steven Tyler. Call me. <laughs> Not you, Greg Ellis. Gotcha. All right. Did you see my idea, by the way? No. <laughs> One of my parody ideas. Baby, it's cold outside. It's actually a person playing the game, but Greg Ellis as Cullen keeps beckoning him back into <laughs> Dragon Age. Like, I really can't stay. That'd be fucking hysterical. Make it happen. <laughs> All right. At some point, you end up having a conversation with Solus, who uses... Bitches <laughs> love castles. Yes. And then it's the big dramatic uh, music scene where, you know, lots of places pop up and lots of great venues are revealed. And then eventually you're introduced to a broken down, busted ass castle. Because <laughs> you know why? Bitches love castles. That was a pretty good image. I got this bitch a castle. Bitches love castles. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then you're introduced to Skyhold, which is like Haven 17.0. It's so much better. I mean... It's Hogwarts. It's it's so much better. It's broken down Hogwarts. <laughs> You're introduced to your new Inquisition stronghold, where everything Inquisition-wise will take, take place, including passing judgment on all the dumb people in the lands. <laughs> one of which may or may not be one of your allies. Spoilers. Yeah. I think that's as good a place as any, because this is where you're declared the Inquisitor of the Inquisition, because apparently the Inquisition was running around without an Inquisitor. Kind of weird. Which I love this, by the way, because it gives you a purpose. There's a reason why you're the hero of this. I mean, not just because of the, the crap in your hand. They're saying, no, we need somebody to rally around. This is why everybody's going to be calling you our savior. Uh, in my case, my lady and all that. Your worship. Everybody wants to hear that in a video game. I mean, if, if you doubt that, listen to Shank talk because he oh, always God. wants that. But, you know, you are the hero of this game and they give you a reason why you are the hero, which I really, really like. Right. So, that happens. <laughs> just love castles. I think from that point, we'll pick up on the story on another show. Yes, because we're already almost in an hour and a half, we'll probably make it to about an hour. We're going to end it with that. We were going to go into some sexuality in video games. Because that is, uh, that's a point of contention that, that Bioware, I mean, Bioware addresses uh, sexuality in video games very well as far as I'm concerned. But I was listening to another podcast that is not Dragon Age related, is gaming related, but was talking about Dragon Age, and they had a question from a listener that I thought was ignorant and ill-informed. We could spend, what, five minutes on it? I know you've got to go, but we can ask our listeners, please write in with what your opinions are. Now, what was the, what was being said on this show? Basically, the, the person who was uh, asking the question was wondering how the podcasters themselves felt about video game companies like Bioware just skirting around the issues of sexuality and everything surrounding it rather than flatly addressing it, which 
I feel like if they played this game and any of the other recent Bioware games and were asking that question, they missed the point. Inclusion. <laughs> they didn't make it a big deal. They included it and treated it as if it was normal because that's how things should be. You missed the point. But we'll let our listeners decide how they feel about it and we'll pick up on discussion on another show. That's actually a great idea. Yes, please write us at dragonageotr at gmail.com. We love to hear that. Uh, of course, just hearing Road right now, we are absolutely open-minded about everything, and we support whatever you have to say unless you're bashing someone. Just to put it out there, too, because this seems to be one of the things that people like to talk about when issues come up with this, I am a straight white guy, and I oh feel my that way. What? Yeah, it's weird, right? And you feel what? And you feel horny about Colin? And I feel like inclusion is great. I love it because I love it when there's no big deal made about it. I love that Sarah, if nobody had told me she was only into girls, I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known until I hit on her. Because <laughs> I did. I oh, knew, did? but I did. I wanted to see what would happen. And uh, it was very graceful as far as Sarah goes. As You know what I like? Well, Sarah, Sarah, wow. Um, yeah. That's kind of uh, that's kind of nice, but you know, with Dorian, he is obviously gay. I mean, there's no there's no way around it, and there is a big plot about it. You know, it touches my heart so much that whole scene, and I know you haven't been through it. I, I highly suggest it. Yeah, I don't know what happened with that, but I'm going to investigate. But what I really like is that I didn't do this the first time around. I did it the second time around. Basically, if you're a female, you can say, but you led me on. And he, you know, he kind of apologizes and he's like, I just like to flirt. And of course, me, I'm like, me too. Oh, my God. So they keep flirting. And it's just so fucking great. I mean, because <laughs> that's what I love to do with my gay friends. I'm like, hey, you know, nice ass. Hey, nice ass. I love doing that. So <laughs> I love that he doesn't berate you for saying, you know, oh, I thought you led me on, you know. And then, of course, he admits how hot he is because he really is. Damn. Right. Anyway, what? Well? Oh, 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 uh, there were some Dragon Age multiplayer. What's going on with that? You you get an extra chest or something? Yeah, uh, Dragon Age is in their multiplayer is going very much the same route as they did with Mass Effect 3's multiplayer, where they will have weekend or week-long events where you perform specific tasks and then get rewarded a chest of loot as, uh, you know, reward for doing the event. It's pretty friggin' awesome. The first time you had to use, I guess, a legionnaire, I guess a tank. Well, you had to use an axe, like a one-handed axe, and... A, a mage staff. A mage staff, which mm -hmm. abilities, while you're holding those weapons, count toward the kills. Sweet. So you have to kill a hundred of those, which does not take very long, unless you have somebody like Road with you who wants to steal all the kills. Look, you say it like that, but at the same time, I was using my archer, and I was able to get a hundred and, what, seven kills in, in one, one round? round? Yeah, so... Okay, I gotta admit, you are very... I, don't tell Road I said this, but Road's actually very, very nice. He'll take the health down of somebody and then be like, oh, did you get that last shot in? It's actually pretty nice, but don't tell him I said that. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I just came back. Oh, okay, good. Um, I did tweet out at DragonAgeOTR on Twitter about... I tweeted on Twitter. That's a bit redundant. I said, hey, if you completed that challenge, let us know, because I didn't know anything about it at the time. Only one person tweeted us back. Timothy Apple. Yeah, he completed it. He enjoyed the accommodation chests. I got accommodation chests. I got another class. Boom. What did you get? Nothing. I got an... I, I, uh, that's not true at all. 
I got the one of the skins for the Legionnaire. I got a I got a rock. <laughs> a lot of people are now trying multiplayer. It's great. Derek Holland uh, tweeted at me. I asked him what to say to people that are scared of multiplayer because this is a single player game mostly, and he just said there's nothing really to be afraid of, but you know, have some friends along with you if you're scared of pugs. And then I proceeded to tell him what an ass you are, by the way, in multiplayer. Well, also to put it out there, pugs are pickup, pickup groups. groups. Sorry. <laughs> Random people that you don't know. Yeah, but it's not that scary because everybody starts out, especially if you start on easy, everybody starts out with two abilities and they usually suck. So it's not that big of a deal. And don't worry if you don't get through. They made this. We talked about this on last episode. They made this very, very, very hard. So if, if you're not very good at it, they, they made it to be that way. Don't worry about it. I like it. I was trying to assure a person yesterday about that. Did we have emails? Oh, I promised people. See, this is what happens when you promise people. You keep forgetting. I certainly do. Okay, from Israel, Rigel. He said, hey there, Rodin Liz. Hi. First Hi. of all, I want, to, I want to thank you guys for not being those weird forum people who ask for a Bethany Hawk romance. Because that's what I was expecting when I was told of a Dragon Age podcast. To be fair, and- <laughs> I want a romance with Bethany. Just not as Hawk, because that's weird. Now, as Inquisitor, hell yes. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. He said, and I want to ask, what's up with all the Meryl hate? Her rival romance arc was one of the best things in the series for me, and seeing her smash that freaking mirror at the end was satisfying as hell. Plus, she's the cute girl who likes to cut herself. What's not to love? I feel like he just explained my issues with her right there. (laughs) What's not to love? Thanks for the show. Looking forward to seeing you guys discuss Inquisition in depth. And that ending. Wow. And sorry for the bad English skills. No, no bad English skills. And love from Brazil. By the way, your English is perfect. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Your English is fine. And trust me, I know plenty of people from Brazil. So it's, it's all good. You don't play with people from Brazil? No, what? I know plenty of people from Brazil. Oh, oh, you had a co-host? Oh, yeah, yeah, my my co-host, our former co-host of one of my other shows for like 60 episodes or so was, or 50 episodes, was Brazilian. Self-taught oh, English, oh. so. And in my head, very hot. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. He's also like seven <laughs> feet tall. He's a, he's a giant. Oh. Yeah. That's so Great cute. guy, now, though. Where is this from? In Dragon Song. I have no idea because you didn't actually put your uh, name, so I'm going to say Dragon Song. Hi. He says, hi, friends. Still digging the show. Well, thank you, because there's only been like 13 episodes. In Origins, I really enjoyed playing a female dwarf commoner. Why don't you realize that your sister, Rika, who was trying to become a royal concubine, ends up getting in with Balin? So when you go back, she tells you about it. When you're dwarven noble and searching around the palace at the beginning of the game, you see Rika coming out of a room. I do remember her. Yeah, I do remember her. Liz, your life is great. And Rode, I am impressed by your memory. Enchantment. Enchantment. (laughs) That's the best enchantment. Enchantment. And I think that's about it. Um, Yeah, somebody asked for the lyrics of American Pie or Dragonian Pie, as I should call it. (laughs) (laughs) And that is it. That I know of. Okay, you need to go on a date with your wife. Go get laid, and I will go in-game and get laid by Blackwall. How about that? Uh, it sounds like a plan. All right! Bye. Bye. We don't want to dampen the mood, D-A-M-P, Dragon Age player. 
That was a terrible joke. Before we get to more terrible jokes, we have to do some contact information, or else how are we gonna know how much you love us? You have to tell us how much you love us. Don't tell us how much you hate us. Get a hold of us on Twitter at DragonAgeOTR. Contact me at Mistress underscore LeBeau, that's L-E-B-E-A-U. And if you like your tweets favorited, contact Road at that road guy. Email us at DragonAgeOTR at gmail.com. Visit our website at QuestGamingNetwork.com. And yes, we know our money's on the dresser. We have sponsors, you guys. Heard about us talk about Dragon Age The Stolen Throne at Dragon Age The Calling? Well, here's your chance to hear it for free. Go to audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork and you get one of those books for free. And the better to hear you with, my dear, visit tweakedaudio.com, enter our code off the record, all one word, for 30% off, quality earbuds, free worldwide shipping, and a lifetime warranty. And while you're on YouTube, you could also subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork, where you can find a plethora of other shows. That's youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork. Anything you could do, I could do better. Ha! I can do anything better than you. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. So, fuck you, Missouri. Well. I'm keeping that in there. I'm really pissed. <laughs> we have like three listeners that would appreciate that, so. Th- no, there will be three listeners that are like, you don't need it anyway. This shit doesn't exist. And they all live in fucking Missouri, by the way. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, there's lots in here you need to edit. I don't think Avarwin would appreciate that much. I can bleep. Yeah. Iron Bull, bleep. Something, something, bleep. Bleep, 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 bleep. Something, bleep, Tastes bleep, like bleep, bleep. Hey, speaking of random ass shit, Derek Holland loves coffee. Yeah, just a bit. It's like every tweet every few hours is about coffee, yes. I can't start my morning until I've read a tweet about him and his coffee. It's, it's like Pavlov's dog now. Like, I see that and I'm like, oh, my day's ready to start. I got this bitch at Castle. Bitches love castles. Needed a burp like that all day. Whew. That I can't help you with. No, I, I, I got it. It was good. And it was good. This wrapper is the only thing standing between you and the tastiest experience of your day. Go ahead, tear it open. I work in a fucking chocolate shop. You fucking kidding me, Taco Bell? Apparently the answer is no. Road is clicking stuff. What's really sad is I didn't realize you were doing that on purpose at first. Hey, Rose. Oh my god, they made chocolate covered special beans. It's so fucking good. I can't believe it's so goddamn good. And I can hear you're watching Doctor Who. But I'm not watching Doctor Who. Where did I hear it then? <laughs> In your head, apparently. Everything is ruined. Christmas is ruined. A shadow. I can't remember what he says. It means I will pleasure myself sexually while thinking of this experience. That's weird. I also would do naughty, naughty, naughty things to a black wall. His beard is is very fluffy. I also bet he has a huge cock. I'm talking to myself. Rhodes says that Iron Ball has a huge cock. Back yet? I'm just sitting here listening. <laughs> I heard something about Iron Ball's cock. <laughs> That's what I came back to. And I'm like, yeah, she's saying something weird. No. He has a chicken. What are you talking about? A big chicken. A big gray chicken. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. No, yes, I can. No, you 
can't, can't, can't. Yes, I can, can, can. Yes, no, no, can. Which is love castles.